Okay, thank you all for coming. We are live, and I have Jesus the Frog here. Um, how, what do you want to be referred to as? Do you have a, a preference on that? And I mean, are you just referring to my real Jesus name? Jesus the Frog? Username, yeah, do you want your real name or... Honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. You can go by what you want. Okay, then I shall call you Dennis. Doxed! So, uh... Oh. <laughs> So tell me, like, what what religion were you originally? Are you still religious, or? I am currently growing up in a Catholic household, but I do not want to be growing up in this Catholic household. <laughs> okay, interesting. So what what's it been like growing up in a Catholic household? Well, when you first are when you first are introduced to it, and that's all you really know, you don't really think much of it at the time. But once you start growing older and start learning how to think for yourself, you start realizing depending on who you are, that you really don't want to be a part of this anymore. Sure. And that's, lo and behold, that's what has happened to me, but I don't really have the option to leave. Mm, sure. So have your parents pretty well like shoved it down your throat, that kind of thing, or they've been pretty relaxed about things or. I mean, my mother has been more relaxed about things than my father has, but mm. in like recent weeks, I have been standing up for myself a little bit more, like trying to convince them to, not for to, trying to convince them to not force me to keep going sure interesting so they're kind of forcing you to go to church and stuff then. yeah they have been but i haven't gone for the past three weeks because i've like vehemently fought them about this right so i don't really know a whole lot about like the catholic i mean i know a lot about catholicism but not about the process of the like the um of mass or whatever they call it going to church what happens there like is it just do they speak in latin do you, is there a certain time for like confessions how does that work they did used to do it in latin for many years but it was i believe i don't don't entirely quote me on this i believe it was the 1950s when they officially made the switch over to english as well for that and the whole confession thing is usually separate from the actual mass itself there are there may be some individual churches who have it like during during mass but like confession you can usually just go in a specific day during the week and talk to the priest and confess your sins outside of outside of mass mm. but yeah during the actual thing it's it's pretty much almost the same as many other churches like you go in you sing a song then they read you some bible verses and then you sing another song and the priest will read his sermon or homily, as they call it in the Catholic Church, and then you'll get communion, and then, like, you sing another song, and then you leave. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so they give you communion every single church service. Yes, yes. That's fascinating. Um, I, I, as far as I remember, the the whole bit about the communion and where it came from was Jesus at the end, just like the night before he died, I guess, he... Um, he passed around bread and wine and said, keep doing this in remembrance of me, blah, blah, blah. He, he, he made the claim saying that this was his body and that this was his blood. Right. And now Catholics believe that every single time the priest blesses it, it automatically turns into the form of Jesus's flesh and blood. Like that there's some sort of chemical change and it automatically is Jesus's flesh and blood. Isn't that fascinating? Like, I mean, we can take that and we can put it under a microscope and test it and and see if that's objectively true or not but people even when i was religious i thought that was bullshit it was like... right no that's really interesting uh any other stories or anything you want to tell me about it or or anything else you wanted to cover i mean well this coming like monday on the fort is that a monday i don't care um on the 14th this co coming up my father since I've been talking to him about this multiple times, like really claiming that I want out because this is not good for me mentally. It's not an issue of whether the whole thing is true or not. It's just yeah. not good for me. Yeah, sure. And he's trying to claim, he's going to take me to talk to a priest for an undisclosed amount Ooh. of time to see if he can fix me and see if he can convert me back to Catholicism. <sighs> that does not sound fun. I wonder what that entails. Like, I wonder what's going to be involved in that process. That's the scariest whole thing about it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I still have to go there and sit there and he's just going to grill me, I guess, until they think that I'm going to be converted, I guess. I don't know. Sure. But maybe he'll most he, maybe he'll perform an exorcism on you or something. Who knows? <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> well, very interesting. So a couple more questions I had for you about it, actually. Um, so confession, 
Um, they do. Is that something that you can do after the church service, or do people usually do confession like just at random times after they get out of work or whatever? People usually do confession whenever the priest is open. Like a confession, the way I don't remember this entirely because my family only to confession like twice twice a year like right before christmas and right before easter really um like um it's it's usually like a couple times during the week that the priests are open for it and sometimes it's right before mass but my my current church that i that i still go to was doing it during mass for a short amount of time but that stopped once the guy who um what is it administered that being administered that to happen during the church got put on administrative leave for act for accusation for accusations of misconduct so right uh, big surprise right uh, yeah that i mean I hope, I hope it's not true because that guy was actually really funny but like, really he's an okay yeah. guy he's not i don't know too much about him personally i mean other than this might put a damper on his um uh, mm. um reputation but like during his homilies even outside of the whole like, real concept of what he was preaching he was actually really funny during the during them right just during well well i don't know i I guess we can all agree that we hope none of it is true period no matter who who it is right i mean we don't want that shit to be true no no of course not so anyway that's that's pretty interesting and i noticed you said that um that your you said your parents would do confession like twice a year right yeah, right before Christmas and right before Easter. I think that's so interesting because, um, if I'm not mistaken, if you die without having confessed your sins, then you just go to hell, right? There's a blurred line there. Okay. It, like they try to use um, purgatory, which is the like state between heaven and hell, and they'll say like if you die with I don't know I guess X amount of sins, then you can either go to purgatory really? and wait for someone. And if someone keeps praying for you, those sins can be erased and then you can go into heaven. But for some people, I guess there's no hope, but I don't know where the line is. Drawn. Oh, wow, so, man. Yeah. That is so interesting. I wish I knew more about this. Like it's the kind of thing that you can learn from research, but you just don't understand fully until you just go there and experience it or talk to somebody. You know what I mean? Someone asked, what about the anointing of the sick? Um, the anointing of the sick, it was like, the, if for anyone who doesn't know, the anointing of the sick is where um, a priest comes to give you a last rites right before you die, and then they absolve you of all of your sins, mm. which, yes, that, that can happen. In the, eyes of, in the eyes of a practicing Catholic, that person would immediately go to heaven since they have no sins to them. Uh, um, what is it? They have no sins to be judged. So, But that doesn't happen for everyone in the Catholic faith, so it's just... So it's called the anointing of the sick, you said? Yes. All right. So who does it happen to, I'm wondering? Do you know? Um, I guess just anyone who requests it. I mean. Mm, I see. It's, it's a strange process. But... Yeah, for sure. That's really interesting. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. That's, that's pretty oh, no, crazy. Oh, no problem. It was, cool to have, it was cool to be here. Yeah, for sure. All right. We'll talk to you next time then. All right. See ya. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, there's so much that I mean, I I can't say Catholicism was the original faith or the original Christian faith because it wasn't. There was um, Eastern Orthodox, I believe, that came before Catholicism, uh, and then Catholicism branched off from that. But it, you know, it's it still has some really old traditions. Like it's just amazing. So, okay. Uh, next person I was going to speak with was Lily Doodles. Hey, you there? Hey. <laughs> so yep. we have talked a few times, I believe, right? Yeah, back when there wasn't a list. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, used to be so much easier, <laughs> but now there are a lot of requests. Um, you actually did a whole bunch of artwork for me, and you were a helper on the Discord and stuff for a while, right? Yeah, uh, I actually plan on kind of working my way up again. Um, okay. I was gone for about maybe three weeks, mm. I think it was. Right. I don't know why I disappeared. I just kind of did. Um, but yeah, I'm 
kind of planning on coming back full okay. force you now, more art and stuff. Well, that happens. I understand. I mean, you know, nobody's upset over that or anything. So, uh, yeah, we'd be glad to have you back if we can find this, you know, the extra room for you. But uh, anyway, so I was going to ask you, I, I, I feel like I've talked to you about this before, but just for those of mm -hmm. you who haven't heard about it, you are a pagan, right? Are you Wiccan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm. it's kind of a weird blurred line because I used to call myself a Wiccan because I follow the same sort of magic practices, mm. um, but I don't believe in a god. I believe in like spirits and stuff, but not a god and being wiccan kind of wicca kind of requires you to worship a god and yeah. so i'm just kind of right on the outskirts because pagan is a blanket term that includes wicca right so interesting so tell me about it so you're saying that you believe in spirits but not necessarily in god right yeah it's so it's kind of weird how that works um I think, I mean, I've already always been curious about spirits, but I think the first sure. time I really believed, I, mean, I have a friend who says she can see ghosts, or she used to, but, you know, who who can really tell? Right. Anyway, my cat a while ago died, one of my cats. Um, mm. One time, my friend was just staying at my house, and I heard if you have a cat, you know the distinct sound of a cat jumping onto a couch. Sure. It's, it's weird to describe, but I heard that. I turn around, no one there, and I just feel a cat brush up behind me. Mm -hmm. I turn around, and my friend just says, I think I see something. <laughs> it was weird, probably a coincidence, but from then on, I just kind of believed. Okay, that's of course, fascinating. Like that has, yeah, nothing like that has ever happened to me with a god, so I'm just kind of in that zone where I don't believe in God, but I do believe in like a weird afterlife. That's fascinating. Okay. So, all right, let me ask you this then. Mm -hmm. um, what would prove to you, um, trying to think about how to word this. So you had this experience where a, where you felt like a, your, the ghost of your cat may have been there with you, right? Is well, there, um, yeah, that was kind of just the gateway experience, you know. Sure. There have been a few things like that, but that's just the first memory I can think of where I actually found myself believing. Okay. Is there any way for us to prove that? Like, it, if there was a test that we could run, what test could we run to see if that were true? Is that, Would there be any way to verify that... Um, that your friend sees ghosts, do you think? Um, well, the thing with my friend, uh, she has, her mom said that at a young age, she could see ghosts. Mm. Once again, not sure if she's just playing along. Sure. I mean, we were like, that was in like third grade. So, mm. okay. Um, long ago. But, and then she said she lost that ability as she grew older. And now my friend has stopped talking to me about that kind of stuff. I don't really know if they can be seen per se. I'm still not sure how re it's You're... just you kind of know when it happens. There's not a lot. It's not like you uh, put on some glasses and you can see ghosts or sure. you just sit and listen really carefully. Would it be fair or... to say that it's like a feeling that you get something like that? Yeah. Okay. It's um, you can get physical feelings like a cat brushing against me. Sure. Uh, you could get shadows out of the corner of your eye, which are unreliable at best, but sure. I mean, um, and then suddenly you just feel like a presence. It's, mm. I wish, you are. I wish there was some way to prove it. Mm. Cause I mean, obviously I'm not trying to preach and tell everyone right. that it's a hundred percent true. Cause of course. I don't know, but. So I let me really ask you this then. Do you think that feelings uh that you get are a reliable way to get to the truth in any in any other cases are there other cases in I your like, life where you may use feelings to get to the truth about a matter i feel like it's not necessarily a truth i feel like okay i still love science and i'd use that for everything else 
Okay. I don't think this is definitely true. I think it's like kind of, you know, a path. Um, it's not like a fact to me, if that makes any sense. Sure. sure. It's, it's like just something you know when it happens and it's an experience and you can't prove if you saw something Mm -hmm. that couldn't be true, you know, and you wouldn't try to say, well, how can I apply that to something else? How can I use the same logic of me seeing things? Sure. It's kind of just, I don't know. I can't think of an analogy, but I, I, I wouldn't use that logic anywhere else to. Okay. You know, I actually, uh, when I was younger, my mom, told me that my dad was into like black magic and things like that. And, and I didn't really buy it, you know, at the time, but then she starts telling me about, um, how she saw or how he saw Satan's face laughing in front of him. And that kind of primed me to be ready to believe in that kind of stuff to the point where, um, I don't really have a point with this story. It's I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. To the point where I was afraid of saying <clears throat> out loud what like how I was afraid of dying, like the worst way I I thought it would be to die because I I thought that if Satan heard me say it, then he would make sure it happened in Armageddon that kind of thing. That's how real it was to me no. at the time. But as I got a little bit older and time passed, I continued to have like dreams about demons messing with me and scaring me and stuff like that. And at at some point, I just realized that like none of it was true, really, or I or at the yeah. very least, I didn't feel like it was true, and there was no evidence for it. Um, and those dreams about demons just stopped. Like, I just, I, I no longer feared that stuff anymore. I just thought that was kind of interesting, so. Yeah, no, that, uh, I can relate a lot to that. Um, yeah. I feel like there's a part of me that kind of quote unquote knows that it's in my head, but another part of me that feels just as strong that it's definitely true. Sure. And I just say, what the heck, what? why fight the feeling it makes me feel nice to do this and it's not i'm not hurting anyone i'm not hurting myself sure yeah i um i have no issue with people believing that stuff at all as long as it isn't hurting anybody or themselves i'm totally on board and i support your right to believe it to the death so anyway yeah well i appreciate you coming on i'm gonna move on to somebody else okay all right Yeah, that is that is pretty interesting. Um, before I move on to somebody else, I was gonna mention. Uh, yeah, the the very last uh, like I had a history of having like demonic dreams, right? Like where demons would mess with me in my dreams. They're, they're basically the type of nightmare that I had. Um, and. Uh, Eventually, I I think I was 23 or 24 when the very last dream I had about demons or anything was like I I was dreaming that I would look in the mirror and like my my reflection would just kind of morph into like an evil face or whatever, you know. And then I got to thinking in my dream, I was like, none of this is real. This isn't this isn't how the world works. Something else is going on here. And at that moment in my dream, it, I stopped seeing demonic things and started seeing aliens, like trying to record me and things like that. It, It switched from demons to aliens. And that is the moment in my life when I truly let go of any fear of of demons or you know death from harming god or whatever i think that's the very moment that i gave up on belief in god in general so uh yeah i just thought that was 
interesting little story. Um, there was someone else I wanted to talk to, and I'm hoping it's going to be an interesting conversation. But before I get into the conversation, I do just want to mention one thing. Um, sometimes I do talk to Christians on here, but really this time is for fans more than Christians. So I will talk to to Christians about their beliefs and things a little bit, but um, but I'm going to keep it fairly short. So I was going to talk to Duffish, D-A-F-I-S-H, but I don't actually see him in here anywhere. So I guess I'll go to the next person in the list, which was Matthew Duggan. Hey, are you there? Hey. How's it going? All right. So uh, we have talked in DMs a little bit and on the server, but we haven't talked in um, on the podcast before, have we? No. So tell me, what religion were you? Are you still religious or? Well, I'm still theist. You're still uh, theist, you say? A deist. Oh, you're still a deist. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So, did you grow up uh, religious? Or? Bad. Bad. What was that? Are you there? Did I lose you? We appear to have lost him. Well, that's a shame. I, I'm not... Did he actually log out of the uh, voice thing? Yeah, he disconnected. Okay. okay. Um, I, <clears throat> I'm not going to, like, Tell the guy's life story or anything, oh, but hey, are you there? Test? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you were I saying. Accidentally hmm? I accidentally disconnected. Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. So tell me, what what religion were you originally? Like, did your parents follow some kind of a religion or? Well, they're still Baptist. Oh, they're Baptist? Yeah. Interesting. Did they shove it down your throat? Or are you like you don't really believe it anymore? You said, right? Yeah, not really. Okay. How long have you been on the outside of religion? Well, um, like a couple of years. Couple of years. Okay. Um, I don't then- know like how much you you know you want to mention but i understand you had surgery recently is that is that right yeah brain surgery yeah brain surgery well i'm DBS. glad what is it deep brain stimulation deep brain stimulation yeah it's when they uh hung wires in your brain right hook wires into your brain jesus yeah well, I, I'm sure I can speak for everybody watching when I say that we're really glad you made it through that. Really, like that is some intense shit right there. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. And actually, was there anything you wanted to talk about specifically? Um. Just want to chit chat. Do you have any questions for me or anything? Have you looked into the uh, Anna um, Hamilton Bar thing? Say again, have I looked at what? The Anne Hamilton Bar thing. I don't think so, actually. Would you want to type it out in voice four so I can be sure to take a look at it? Voice text right. four channel. No, Siri. I did not say Siri. God, Freaking every time. <sighs> Wait a minute. That thing's breaking on me. Oh. No, I haven't. I've intended to. You said Anne Hamilton Biner? Cult? It's burn. Right. I uh, I think you mentioned them to me, right? Yeah. I have not looked yet. Um, I do intend to actually, but let me just pull that up real quick. It's uh. 
Let me just, I'm just pulling it up right now. It's an Australian New Age group, right? Yeah. Huh. That's fascinating. I'm going to have to do some research into that. But Yeah. There's a 48 hours. Um, like a 48 hours but, episode or whatever on it? Yeah. That's pretty fascinating. I'm going to have to take a look. But anyway, um, well, I appreciate you coming on, and hopefully you make a recovery, right? All right. All right, we'll talk to you next time. All right, thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty intense. Um, I can't even imagine. Just glad he's doing well. But I was really hoping to speak with um, Tiny Tofi, but he doesn't appear to be here. Um, and neither does the fish. So next in line was King. Hey. Yay. How's it going? I'm good. Good. This was kind of unexpected. Was it? <clears throat> well, I had you on the list. So tell me, um, what religion were you originally? Are you still religious or? I was... I was originally a, a Catholic. Okay. You were Catholic, yeah. huh? Are you, like, I guess your parents are still Catholic, or? Yeah. Do they kind of shove it down your throat? Do you still have to deal with all that, or are they? No, they don't, they don't really talk. They're... They don't talk about it a lot or anything. Oh, well, that's not so bad then, right? But, like, I have to continue keeping the act because I kind of feel bad about it. Really? You feel bad about, like, not believing, I guess? Yeah, like, but the thing is, like, I also kind of think, like, like, I don't want to, like, I don't mean to give any offense, but, um, sure. I feel like, um, my friend sent me, like, a little rant, and, um, she started, um, going on a little tangent about, like, gods and deities. Sure. And, um... She says, um, she's watched the Jehovah's Witnesses videos, like, um, and she says, thing about Jehovah and stuff, they say he wants them to go to paradise, paradise in big quotations. Sure. Um, and she says, if he wants them to go to paradise, why do they have rules? Eat, and right. kind of, it kind of confused me for a while, because I'm kind of like, well, it's a religion; they have to have some rules. But so, what she's saying is, I guess, um, if he wanted them in paradise, he'd just put them in paradise, right? And wouldn't have to make it all like a struggle to get in. Why doesn't he just put them there? Is that? Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. Actually, I can kind of see the point there. Here's my question about it. Um, when Adam and Eve sinned, why didn't God just prevent them from reproducing anymore and create a new batch of people and that who were perfect and who hadn't sinned? That way he would have saved hundreds of billions of lives. I think a hundred billion people have lived since the beginning of time. Um, he saved hundreds of billions of lives of misery and pain and sadness and torture and death. But instead of just creating a new batch of people, the dude just let this happen. Just kind of blows my mind. If he's all powerful, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So you're you said you were Catholic originally, right? Yeah, yeah. And are, how old are you now? Are you still like with your parents or? I'm like with. Me. What was that? I I'm sorry, I didn't I'm hear. I'm just you. I'm just with like my mom. Okay, interesting. But my dad lives. My dad lives pretty close. So you said you're kind of like. What, you feel bad, right? You said you feel bad yeah. for not believing. Because the thing is, like, I, um, when I first, like, getting 
Wait, you're you're breaking up like a little bit I, there. What like, was that again? When I when I first started to like fade away from like Catholicism. Yeah. Um, it's just that um, my mom still go out. Wait, I, I I lost you again. You said when you started to fade away from Catholicism, your mom what? My mom used to like go out a lot, like oh, okay. with friends and stuff. Right. And the thing is, my grandpa like prayed and like asked. At, like ask God something to bring her back safe, and it just made me kind of feel bad. Feel right. Hmm. Interesting. So, do you think when you get a little bit older, say in what ten years, do you think you're still going to be going to the church with your mom, anyways, just so she doesn't get the idea that you're? Well, I, well, I think I. Well, I think I might have. You think you might have what? I think I might be able to tell her, like, later on. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I can understand, like, hiding like, it and not, not not wanting to come out. They're I, not really, they're not, like, Jesus freaks, like, some of my uncles and aunts stuff. They're not, like, they're not, like, the kind of person that would have a cross in, like, every single room and every inch of their house. Right. Like, some of my aunts and uncles <clears throat> do. And... It just still makes me feel bad. Sure. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, but w with time, things will get a little bit easier. Once you get out on your own and you don't have to worry so much about what they think, things will be a little bit better. So anyway, I appreciate you coming on and maybe we'll talk again, okay? Yeah, that, that's pretty interesting um it's kind of a shame that people have to like stay in the closet the way they do some people handle it better than others um for some people it's just an endless hell to hide who you are and for others they really just don't mind at all um one thing that 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 i find interesting <clears throat> about people being in the closet about being gay or trans or anything like that, it feels to me like if somebody is so just... If, if they need to express the fact that they're gay or trans or whatever so much and damn the social consequences, it seems to me that people would realize that it's not just a, a lifestyle choice they're making at that point. I mean, it, it seems like people would realize that it's a legitimate thing that can't that you can't choose, you can't decide, because obviously the easier choice would to be would be to be straight or to just be the gender that you were born as or the sex that you were born as. That would be the easier decision on them, but the fact that they they choose to go through the process of uh, reassignment surgery anyways, or, or they choose to tell their families anyways that they're gay should be a sign that it isn't a choice that they can possibly make. Okay, the... Uh, you know what? Go ahead and give me some questions, actually. You with me? Okie dokie. Um, let's see. So the first thing I have here is question according communion. So I guess I'm talking about communion. Is drinking someone's blood and eating flesh a weird idea to hold on to? Yes. God, is it weird. I would say yes. It's so weird. Although, I don't know. Like Different religions consider the whole communion thing uh, metaphorical, I guess. or They consider it to be a metaphor. I think Catholicism is one of the only few um, religions who take it literally and say, no, it is actually Jesus' flesh and blood. Um, I, I mean, at this, at this point in time, in this day and age, it's honestly difficult to claim that anymore, though. There are so many claims you just cannot push through anymore because of modern science. But anyway, yeah, it's weird. Okay. 
Now the next one I have here is, my dad was in Christian science and later in life had to get surgery for health problems he didn't deal with when he was a kid. What do you think of that? Mm, I think it's a goddamn shame that there are people out there suffering as a result of this garbage. Um, there really aren't that many Christian scientists, though. Actually, let me just take a quick look here. Um, ugh, hang on. I don't remember. I, I did a video on them. I don't remember what their population was, roughly. But I know it was pretty low. Okay, yeah, like here we go. Or something. It looks like it's crazy. it was 400,000 people in 2008 in the world. Yeah, roughly that. But that's pretty small with 7.5 million Jehovah's Witnesses, 14 million Mormons, 200,000 Quakers. So twice as many um, Christian scientists as there are Quakers. But it's a shame. I'm just glad to see their numbers dwindling. So, yeah. Okay. Next question is, so, at my college, Jehovah's Witnesses show up once a month to set up a table in the lobby. Why do they do this if they do not believe in higher education? Mm. <laughs> Interesting. So, why do they set up a, like, a, a table at a college if they don't believe in higher education? Is that a, is that... I believe that's what they're asking, yes. Okay. Um, they don't believe in their members getting a higher education, if somebody already has a higher education, then it's fine. Like the the uh, the Kingdom Hall that I went to when I was younger, they had a um, it had a dentist there. He had a PhD, and he made dentures for people and stuff. Like he's really really good at what he did, and he made a ton of money, and all that money got funneled into the organization. Um, so they're not opposed to people necessarily having a a higher education, but they don't want their members getting one because they're afraid that they're going to leave. So, in fact, if they have a higher education when they join, it means they'll have more money to give out. So they're reaching for the people from the colleges, but they don't want their current members to go so they don't lose them. That's the bottom line. Okie dokie. And would Telltale ever do a video about the branch... Davidic Davidian oh, in Waco, Texas. Yes, yes. In fact, I know somebody who lives in Waco and actually, or near Waco. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, he, he has a lot to say about them. He's been trying to get me to do the Branch Davidians for like a really long time. That's a really fascinating, uh, that's a really fascinating story. But yeah, I am going to. And by the way, how many questions do we have total at this moment? I've got a bunch of silly ones and a couple more interesting ones. Okay, let's just hold on to them for a second. I'm going to get to another person. Next one in line was Death by Giggle, I believe. D-D's. There it is. Death by Giggle. Hey, can you hear me? Uh, yep. How's it going? Can you... Good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. So we haven't talked on on the podcast before, right? Nope. So tell me, what um, what religion were you originally? Are you still religious? Um, I originally was Methodist, and I'm. I'm sorry, you're a little bit quiet. Uh, can oh, you hear me? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. There we go. Um, originally, I was um, Methodist Christian, and I'm um, like agnostic atheist kind of thing. Really? Okay. Yeah, Methodist is generally pretty tame relaxed is that your experience with it too or um i mean at my old church mm. uh well i went to two churches mm. and my original one it was just mostly like older people and since i was like little at the time like no older than 10 i just kind of like went there and was like i mean i get food so this is fun but sure. it wasn't really like devout moments and then when i got confirmed it definitely got a lot more intense really okay like, so requirements Wait, I didn't know. Do Methodists have confirmation? Uh, yeah, we have confirmation. It depends on like what church you go to. Some people do it at like twelve, others at like sixteen, and they all oh. they try and emphasize like it's your own choice, which is good, but it really isn't because it is kind of like, oh, well, since you're in middle school now, we're gonna have confirmation class and we're gonna go on this trip, and if you don't do it, you're gonna be weird and sure. you're not gonna go on this fun trip with 
everyone and it's like yeah don't really have a choice in this and also you had to speak in front of the entire congregation about your spiritual journey and at the time um it was after i had gone through a really rough um situation in my elementary school and i felt like really ostracized and so the one time i actually like was like oh this is what religion's supposed to do make you feel better i felt just alone and like isolated and not happy so it was really like trying and i just struggled so much to like understand it sure that was really when i figured out like yeah this isn't for me so how old were you roughly about that time Uh, you think at least 13 or 12 yeah fascinating and i feel like go ahead I feel like that's like the worst way to find out. Like you're standing in front of a congregation reading what you've written down and you're just like, oh, I don't believe what I'm supposed to be yeah. here for. And I so, feel like, what, sorry, go what, ahead. What had you written? Like, what was it that you were supposed to be telling them or whatever? Was it like just explaining your faith and why you believe and things like that? Or uh, It was, you had requirements. It was almost like writing a paper. Like uh, you had to talk about like, Three reasons why you think God is real or like what you, why you believe or stuff like that. Yeah. And you had to tie it in with the Bible verse. And I talked about how I was bullied and, and I tied it in with some cheesy Bible verse. And I was just like, I, it felt disingenuine. And ever since then, I just felt like I was telling lies whenever I like talked about religion. And it really just made me really uncomfortable. And then when I went on an outreach um, to this youth Methodist conference it was a really like great experience to be with all those people and they were all having so much fun but I came back and I felt like I didn't it didn't feel like myself it was like I had been essentially brainwashed and it was sure. really strange yeah I, and I, I, I know, know that's the not feeling. their intent but it, <laughs> it was a weird experience yeah I, I I know the feeling like even Jehovah's Witnesses don't quote unquote intend to brainwash anybody i mean that's not they don't set out to do that exactly that's just kind of the natural uh byproduct of what they do right so intent or not the the end result sucks right Mm -hmm. yeah so I, i can understand where you're coming from but yeah i appreciate you coming on and talking about that that's really interesting cool thanks yep maybe we'll talk again Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, like I said, generally I view um, I view Methodist as fairly tame, but there are extremist aspects to basically every denomination. Um, I don't think I would call Methodist a cult exactly. I wouldn't, but. Um, but yeah, there are some cult-like traits to just about everything. So let's see. Give me one second here. Um. Let's see. Oh, hey, look at that. Tiny Tofi is in now. You there? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Uh, nothing much. Just made spaghetti. Sweet. Uh, not a huge fan of spaghetti personally, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> anyway, so um, you're religious, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I personally really don't like the debate format at all. So I I hope it's okay if I just ask you some questions about your your religion. Is that good with you? Sure. Okay. So tell me about your beliefs in general. Just give me like a like an a brief overview, like a flyover, five bullet points kind of thing about what you believe. Yeah, I I think the Bible is true. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus died for the sins of humanity. Um, and I I don't think. There is any worldview apart from that system that actually sufficiently explains uh, any any of the knowledge that we have or any of the, the meaning within our lives. Okay, so is it fair to say that you're, you are saying there, there isn't a worldview outside of the Bible's worldview 
that provides a sense of meaning? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Uh, why do you think that? Like, what, what brings you to that conclusion? So I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily a conclusion. I think what, what I'm offering is that I don't think that there is any such worldview apart from well, let me let me put it this way. I don't think there's any uh, possibility of multiple po of multiple worldviews being true. Like, it, it, I think it would be absurd to suggest that multiple different mutually exclusive worldviews could be true. The, sure. The very fact of believing one worldview is just to suggest the impossibility or to categorically deny ones that contradict it. For, so, for example, you can't both have Christianity be true and have atheism be, be the case at the same time, right? Is that, right. Is that what you're saying? Okay. And in, in precisely because a lot of this has to do with epistemology, like a lot of this has to do with the way in which we know things. And part of that is if Christianity is true, then the way in which we know things is true developed around Christian theism, like the atheism is not sufficient to explain the way in which we know things. Okay, and what is the way in which we know things um, that Christianity does explain, but but atheism does not? Like, how, how is it, uh, what is it, what is different about Christianity that it explains the way we know things, but atheist but a lack of a belief in a god doesn't so on the christian system we we ground knowledge in revelation that is we we have this information from an omnipotent omniscient infallible source whereas on the atheistic system well at least on on an atheistic system it seems that one is forced to at some point make some sort of arbitrary assumption about what types of things we can know or about the nature of humans. For example, I think empiricists assume that we can just trust our empirical faculties okay. and then okay. move from there. Uh, the way I see that is there are a few basic assumptions that we all have to accept. Uh, and those basic assumptions would be we all live in a shared reality. We can test, th we can, um, we can test things and they will be, uh, reliable enough that we can make predictions off of those tests. Those are, kind of the base assumptions that we have. And when somebody denies the first one, which is we live in a shared reality, you get a solipsist, for example, right? Or, or if somebody denies the second one, you know, you get this or that. Go away, kitty, shoot. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I... you're, you're saying that um, if we don't accept the Bible, then we can't accept the the one basic assumption which is uh we we can't make we can't test things and make predictions off of those tests is that what you're saying yeah i i don't i don't think it makes sense to say that we can have any sort of knowledge apart from presupposing the truth of the bible hmm, interesting well, like I said, I presuppose at least those two things. I presuppose that we live in a shared reality and that we can make predictions off of tests that we run. Um, I, as far as I know, those are the only presuppositions that I make about anything. Uh, why is it that I need the Bible to presuppose those two things? Did, did those two things come from the Bible or... It's, it's not that you need the Bible in order to justify those two things. It's that the Bible would, you would have to presuppose the truth of the Bible. In other words, you would just have to presuppose the Christian worldview. The, the point being that there, there's not being offered any sort of coherent system of justification that could justify those presuppositions apart from the Christian system. Okay, why do I need to justify those two 
presuppositions, why can't I just accept them and move on? Because they seem to be the most reliable way to uh, get to truth. I mean, the reason I presuppose them is because I can... Um, I can base I, I can make predictions off of the tests that I run and they will come true. Why do I need to presuppose anything outside of that? Why do I need to justify that presupposition? Yes. So to to the to the question of why you would need to justify it is, mm. is just because that you I mean that's just the game of philosophy is why 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 should we believe anything you say? Like you, sure. you you're obligated to give some sort of sufficient reason sure. for believing something well it seems like if i can make a prediction and that prediction will come true that i seem to have a reliable method right so that would how be would its you, justification yeah but how, how would you go about verifying a prediction for example how would you go about knowing that your prediction comes true it, without already presupposing the very thing in question namely that you exist or that your senses are reliable, that you can test things. How would you go about demonstrating that without already just assuming that? Yeah, I, I have at least those two presuppositions that I can... You know, one of them isn't even really a presupposition because I base um, my... Uh, my, I, I trust the process because it gives results, but the first one I will accept is a presupposition, which is that we live in a shared reality. And I, I don't think that there's really any way to get out of that. It is a presupposition for everybody on this planet and either you accept it or you don't. Um, but yeah, sure, but go on. But I think the question is what worldview actually allows us to justify that belief? Like on what, like it's not on any world view. It's not, you know, it's not the world where the unicorn runs, runs the earth that, sure. that, that actually explains how it's even possible for us to know something like that. That's what's being asked is how, how are you even aware that it's possible for you to know of your own existence? Because if you don't know how it would seem you, you have a fundamental problem at the, at the outset of your worldview. That's very interesting. Um, obviously, I disagree with you. However, I will let you have the last word there because I, I, I have to move on. But maybe we can do it again, okay? Sure. Okay, that's, that, that, that's pretty interesting. Thanks for coming. And uh, there is so much to talk about there. But yeah, uh, there was actually possibly one more... Wait a minute. One more person here. Hang on. Yeah, there was one more person. It was, um, God, this cat is miffed. He wants my attention. Something fierce. Okay, I was going to talk to the Austrian guy. Hello? Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, good. How are you? Not too bad. So I, I haven't had you on here before, have I? Uh, you have not. So what religion were you originally? I was originally a Reformed Baptist, but I later left. Okay, so were your parents Baptist? Is that what it was? My father originally grew up in a Catholic home, mm. left that, became a Reformed Baptist after a colleague at work uh, brought him to the religion, and then we were raised that way with his wife. Okay. did Was it, like, kind of oppressive, or did they shove it down your throat, or no? Was well, it pretty tame? I, I guess it really depends, because in my eyes, I'd say it wasn't repressive, but... My mother was much stricter than my father was, I think, uh, which is kind of ironic because right. she ended up being a uh, fake herself. But um, I think that it was very much a thing. I'm sorry. I'm tired. My mind's not working. Oh, no problem, I man. I understand. So my head's kind of weird. Um, I understand. So you said your, your say... mom was kind of fake. She didn't really believe it or? It turns out. She was fake. She was definitely fake. She would go to uh, church. We had the church, and every week you go, and then you'd have the whole group, and she'd act all mightier than mightier than thou, and then come home and completely switch, mm, right. which ended up being a big problem in the church. 
so how would she switch? Like what kind of what kind of things would flip around, do you think? Well, she'd flip around from being all like, you know, oh, I'm this holier than thou, as I said before, I'm the I'm this like holier than thou woman and I follow the Bible and I do all this stuff. Well, in the background, you know, she couldn't even keep herself to one guy. Sure. So it it was kind of a thing of you're acting like you're this really religious person because you pray every now and then and sure. you believe God's real. And then you go home and you treat your family like garbage. Right. I understand. Right. I, um, yeah, I, I had a similar situation with my dad. He was Jehovah's Witness and he believed it mm -hmm. all and was at the meetings and all that junk. But when we got home, he was a completely different person. So, wow. yeah, I'm with you exactly there. Yeah, I mean, that's how it goes sometimes, you know? Yeah. It's uh, it's just, we can take solace in the fact that we're out of that situation now, right? Right, right. Thankfully, my dad is very, very okay with me telling him, you know, I'm not religious. I don't want to go to church. I don't believe in any of that stuff. I'm not atheist, but I also don't believe in what you believe in. Very so, interesting. So he's kind of backed away from the whole thing now then. Right. He's very much he he's very much a uh he's a good parent. I'm glad that I have him. Good. That's good to hear. I'm so glad to hear that cuz you know, not everybody's so lucky to have a good parent like right. that. So I'm pretty happy for you there. And by the way, I actually had um an interesting question for you and it's not going to make right. a whole lot of sense. Just bear with me, okay? Cuz Okay. Um, I, uh, I'm planning on doing some interviews with like some bigger YouTubers and things. And so I'm going to try out this right. question on you and see what, see what you think of it. Okay. Okay. Would you consider yourself more of a hunter or a gatherer? Hunter or gatherer? I mean, if we're talking like a, uh, follower versus leader, I definitely say I'm a gatherer. Really? Interesting. Why, yes. why do you say that? I... I can lead if someone's younger than me or if the way that that works, they're just, they are much more of a follower than me. I'll take the leadership role or if they just don't want to take the leadership role, but I prefer to be a follower. I don't like to have to make those decisions and it makes me anxious. Okay. I'd and I, I had another question actually for you because when I was okay. interviewing for this job, um, they asked me this question. Of course, I'm in software engineering, but we'll, we'll see if you what you what your thoughts are on this question. Okay. Do you know why manhole covers are round? Why are manhole covers round? Yeah. Microsoft used to ask this question of um, of their engineers when they were hiring them well i if i had to guess i'd say it's easier to open it okay it's actually because uh the round cover cannot fall down the hole of oh that of makes the sense. same size yeah kind of an interesting little fact there but anyway i appreciate you coming on and answering my stupid questions uh <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Yeah, really for sure. Your videos. All right. Thank you. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Okay. Do you have some questions for me, Infinity? I do. I have a last few to ask. Okay. Okay. So why is 666 the number of the beast? Oh, it's kind of interesting that in the Bible, there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of, stuff surrounding numbers like seven and three are quote unquote holy numbers they're good numbers the trinity and all this other stuff right seven days in the week and blah 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 six is known as just the, like the evil number i don't it, it actually lists it as the mark of the beast 666 in revelation i think and i actually have a tattoo of the number is 666. I'm sure a lot of you have probably already seen it, but yeah. So there you go. There's your answer. It's just, it says it in the Bible. That's why. All right. What is the most damaging part of religion to individuals and to society? The most damaging part of religion to individuals and to society. Hmm. Um, I would say religion in general. Um, to 
I would say both to individuals and to... Well, all right, I'll say to individuals, the most damaging part is the waste of time and energy that they spend on this stuff. And to society, the willingness to accept claims without evidence. Um, that That is my biggest concern. That is in general. But more specifically, I'd say... The f I, I would say religion is most dangerous in the fact that it breeds extremism. There's a lot of extremism out there. And eventually you're going to get extremist religions like Jehovah's Witnesses and even different Islamic sects and cults and things like that. So that's that would be my answer to that. All right. Why do Jehovah's Witnesses believe that blood donations is eating blood when there is no ingestion involved? You've got me. Um, they love to take Bible verses and twist them and and morph them to say what they want them to say. And the reason I think that they wanted that specific thing is because they want their members to be different from the rest of society. Now, as far as I know, the blood teaching has been around for like a really long time. Um, hang on, let me look real quick. Uh, how long have Jehovah's Witnesses blood? No, I already know the answer to that one. Um, I may not be able to find it quickly, but I've got another question that kind of relates into that one. Okay, go ahead. Do you think that the Jehovah's Witnesses leaders really believe the stuff that they say? Mm. Yes, I do. Um, and I'll tell you why in just a second. As far as the blood transfusions thing goes, um, they just believe that. I mean, they just... This was probably come up with in the 30s or 40s. That would be my guess. I don't know. I'd have to research it further. But blood transfusion wasn't really that big at the time. Whenever blood transfusion came out is when it really started to become a problem. But they've always run this propaganda war against blood transfusions. Like they'll say, oh, how many people died from infected blood that had diseases that they didn't scan for and all this garbage. When they're dismissing the fact that people... Di more people die from not having a blood transfusion than die from infected blood or, or tainted blood or something like that. Like, they're just, it, it, they're just completely full of it. And as far as the leaders go, I kind of side with Lloyd Evans or the John Cedars channel on this in saying that I really think they do believe their own BS. I mean, to a certain extent, they know that they're just making shit up, but... I really think that they're delusional to the point that they believe their own garbage, that they believe that they are God's arbiters on earth. So, yeah. Hmm. And do you agree with forcing a kid to get a blood transfer or whatever, but the government forcing them, whether or not the parents agree, like making the kid a child of the state or something, a ward hmm. of the state. That's a really a hard way to have the procedure. That's a hard decision because do we go with freedom of religion or do we go with saving somebody's life i will go with saving somebody's life every time yes they, we should force people to take medical treatments like um christian scientists if they just pray over their kid and their kid dies they should be put in jail that is just outrageous that that happens and it's the same with jehovah's witnesses if they just pray over the kid instead of giving him a blood transfusion they should go to jail okay i just got a couple more so okay someone asked if your niece is still dating a jehovah's witness no i think she's moved on to a new boy uh she's in like middle school so you know but he's not a jehovah's witness now so that's good that's good. That's a step is in the right direction. She is still shunning me at this moment. But at this point, it may not even be shunning me. Now it may just be like, I don't know, just what, embarrassment like or just, just hatred now, <laughs> which is such a shame because I was close to her, you know, but that's what religion does. Okay. Are you ever going to make a video on Quiverful? Mm, quiverful. Yeah. 
I do need to do that. Um, that's the religion that the Duggars are. If you guys don't know the Duggars, that those are the people that had like 19 kids or something like that. And they were they had the show okay. 19 Kids and Counting. So, yeah, eventually. I just got three more quick ones. Okay. So, was the reason for getting a 666 tattoo to show that you won't let the fear of the devil or hell affect hmm. you anymore? Yeah, that's kind of why I got it. It actually says 666 and it says cursed under it. And I just got it because I felt like I was cursed at the time. My life was going really badly and I'd just gotten disfellowshipped and things. And so, yeah. But I like it. I... I I'm so glad I got it now. All right. And what is your favorite flavor of milk? Chocolate, strawberry, banana, regular, what? Um, ew. No, I like, I just, <laughs> I don't even really like milk that much. White milk, I guess. <laughs> okay. And then the last question is, is Telltale a dominant or submissive personality? Personality? Um... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess no. I guess dominant, but it's not really on that spectrum. I would consider myself a leader, I guess. And leaders can—they have to have a mix of both dominance and submissiveness. They need to be able to work together in a team well with people. They need to be able to manage people, and they need—they need just a hint of dominance to to gather people together right and and put people where they need to go and break bad news and things like that so a little bit of both i wouldn't even put myself on that spectrum honestly with personality so all right that's everything all right well i appreciate you guys coming we'll talk to you next time oh and one two more now i want to make two announcements real fast okay number one i am reducing the frequency of this podcast to every sunday um, instead of Sunday and Thursday. Also, I'm going to be uh, changing the time, I think, to be a little bit earlier so that I can get some European people in here because it's like 3 in the morning for them when I do this usually. So I'll, I'll put the announcement all over social media when the time comes. It's probably going to be around 5 or 6 p.m. Eastern time, so 4 or 5 hours earlier than it has been. Uh, we'll see. And also DM me if you want to get a hold of me. I respond to all DMs at the moment. So anyway, that's all I've got. Thanks for watching, guys.